Welcome back to another episode of I Don't Want to See That with Carrie. And Kevin. Welcome back, listener. And welcome back, Carrie. And welcome back, Cotter. (laughs) (laughs) Again, Carrie, I don't think these people that you mentioned are listening to the show. I don't think Cotter's listening. I mean, it would be cool if he was. Anyways, welcome back. We're on episode number six of I Don't Want to See That. And, uh, you know, it is October and we're actually for real doing an October Halloween movie this time. The Halloween movie. The Halloween movie. Instead of Kevin's lame joke of (laughs) Dear Evan Hansen being a Halloween movie. Basically was a horror movie for me. (laughs) Still sticking with that. I see. Okay. Yeah. Carrie, we are. Well, okay. (laughs) I have seen the original Halloween. This is more of a giving you an opportunity to see a movie that you don't really want to see. Yeah, correct. And, and there's one very simple explanation for why I don't want to see this movie. It's a scary movie. Yes. (laughs) Okay. We're done. I think we have established. (laughs) No, uh, it's the type of scary movie that it is. So, um, as you well know, Kevin, um, I do tend to enjoy like paranormal ghosty, even the demonic, like I can, I can hang, you know, um, but slasher movies and movies with like blood and knives and gratuitous killing, I just don't really like. So I've always thought of this movie as obviously like the classic slasher horror movie. And it's just never really, it's never really appealed to me. To, to, to go out and seek it out and watch it, even around Halloween. Just not really my, my, my thing, my cup of tea. That's fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, especially with uh, horror movies as of late, I think especially into like the 2000s where you get a little bit into the, what I think it's referred to as torture porn. Yeah. Where it's just yeah. like the Saw movies, right? Let's, let's think Ugh. of the most creative ways and gruesome ways for our victims to die. I'm with you. I'm not totally into that sort of stuff. Um, But I'm making an exception though, because this movie is a classic, right? Classic in the sense, Carrie, classic in the sense that in 2006, 1978's Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Wow. So, I mean, I guess that that makes it a little bit more interesting to me, right? That I know that this is a classic horror movie, um, but to know that um, that it is deemed as such and and preserved as such makes it a little bit more interesting for me to actually want to see it um you also mentioned I, you also mentioned carrie that you know it is a, it is it's i guess viewed as a slasher film mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think you'll be a little bit surprised at least with the original halloween uh how little slashery it, it is <laughs> Um, but it, it's, it's widely, it's, it's recognized as a widely influential, influential film within the horror you got genre. It. You got um, it. <laughs> yeah, I can say words. Um, 
it was it was largely responsible for uh, the popular slasher films that I think you're thinking of from the 80s, the 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 nightmares on Elm Street, the Friday the 13th, even more of the Halloween sequels, which we will get to in a future episode. Um, this Halloween movie really popularized a lot of the tropes that have become uh, synonymous with those slasher films. So um, the final girl trope, right? The uh, the killing off of characters who are uh, substance abusers or sexually promiscuous. Um, and, you know, it kind of became a, a little bit of a trope that it, it, even so in like 90s movies like uh, Scream, it became a rule where to survive a horror movie, you had to be a virgin. Do you remember that in, in Scream? Spoiler alerts, Kevin. <laughs> okay, but come on. I have never Scream, I think seen, they, they I have I've never seen a Scream movie either. Again, not not Caroline. my cup of tea. I'm sorry. It's not my cup of tea. Like, okay, future episode. Okay. Let's let's because there's a new one coming out, right? I think you sent me the trailer. Scream five is coming out in January. There's five of them. <laughs> there well, there's four of them currently, but there will be a fifth one. The fifth one is in existence somewhere locked in a vault on a on on, on a film studio. So Yes, there's right. five of All them. Right. I, we get it, Carrie. <laughs> you used to work at a movie studio. You know these things. <laughs> I know the vaults. Um, but for how popular this movie is, Kevin, I surprisingly know nothing about it. Like well, I was trying, what... I was I was trying to like think of the things that like I know about Halloween. Um, I know that Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Mm-hmm. I know that the um the bad guy is named Michael Myers. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I know that he wears a mask and a jumpsuit and he kills people. And I don't know why I have no clue why I don't know anything else. I don't know where Jamie Lee Curtis factors into this. I do not know. So I'm kind of looking forward to it because again, it's like one of those things that I just can go in and kind of enjoy because I don't know the plot and I'm not expecting it to be like super scary because it was made in 1978 I don't think it's gonna like just register on the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life scale um but it could be Mm -hmm. who knows well I I think at the very least Carrie you'll recognize it for being uh a classic horror movie I think that you'll appreciate why it is viewed as a classic horror movie. And since you don't know much about it, and I don't want to spoil anything for you, I will avoid spoilers, but I did want to throw out a few fun facts about Halloween ahead of us viewing it. And hopefully you, dear listener, don't know these as well. I just pointed at Kevin like he was the person that I was directing that to. They they definitely don't know the first fun fact, Okay, which is... This was the first horror movie that I ever saw. <gasps> As a kid, I saw Halloween. As a how, kid, like, I was in, I was I was in elementary school. I saw Halloween. Who let you do that? So it wasn't my, my parents. My parents <laughs> were not bad parents. Although I think the argument could also be made that they're good parents if they let you see that movie. Um, my uh, I had a next door neighbor, as we all did, I suppose. Yep. Um, Correct. Checks and out. she and I uh, <laughs> would, you know, go next door to each other's house, houses all the time. And I think it must have been in October because when else would you be airing casually uh, watching Halloween? Halloween. <laughs> right. 
So I had gone over to her house and her mom had Halloween on the TV. And she's like, have you ever seen uh, Halloween? I'm like, nope, never seen it. And she's like, you should watch this. It's, it's a classic horror movie. And she let me sit there and, and watch. I don't think I had watched it from the start. Actually, it was uh, a few years later when I was in middle school and going through um, confirmation at church. <laughs> this we, is like we a had, weird story. We, I know. We had gone. So uh, the confirmation group, we had gone to like a Halloween Horror Nights, I think at Universal Studios. It was part of like a, a, a trip. Um, and we stayed the night at like the hotel that's right by Universal Studios. And I had a room to myself, I think. I can't remember if I had uh, a buddy or if the buddy that I was supposed to have was uh, sick. Uh, so uh, I remember getting back from the theme park and I wasn't tired. And so I threw on the TV and I threw on Halloween. And that's when I actually got to kind of see it from beginning to end. And I remember even back then, like being super, super creeped out by this movie and, and, and it being terrifying. So I think while it might not be up to the level, Carrie, of being super, super scary for you, as a kid, it's terrifying. Yeah, for sure. obviously. Like, I'm trying to rack my brain and figure out what the first scary movie I saw was as a kid. It definitely wasn't, like, Halloween level. Like, does does Jurassic Park count? Because <laughs> that movie scared the shit out of me when I was like eight. You know, I don't think I don't think it falls in the classic <laughs> guidelines of being a horror movie. It's not a classic yes. horror movie. But... I I but you know what I saw Jurassic Park in theaters and I remember that uh T-Rex scene when we were first introduced right? to the T-Rex and it's mm-hmm. raining. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Exactly. You know what? I think the first classic classic horror movie I saw was The Birds. Oh, Alfred Hitchcock. Tippi Hedren is like, gosh, like, how could you forget her in that movie? But like, I mean, he's just like the master of horror, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, and so that movie, I, I I, think I watched it not young, but maybe when I was like 10, maybe like nine or 10. Like, I, again, I'm not like horror light people. Like I don't really do horror. So um, the a movie like The Birds was like actually terrifying to me at at, at some point in time in my life. So I, I feel like that was probably the first one, but I really shy, you know, like I, I read a lot of books. So like I've read a lot of, like I've read Frankenstein, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Bram Stoker and Dracula. I really love classic, like classic horror monsters. And I think, um, I also have this like random memory of going to, um, Universal Studios around the time of Halloween Horror Nights, but not going to Halloween Horror Nights because Lord knows that I could not handle that at all. But one of the houses they had, I went with my friend Audrey, who um, was one of my friends. Yeah. Yes. Audrey Hepburn. I'm I'm literally super old, Kevin. That's who was my friend. I believe that. Shout out to Audrey. She lives in Alaska now. Um, Is Audrey a listener? I don't know. I'm going to have to tell her to listen now because we're mentioning her all the time. Shout but. out to my friend that I'm not even sure is actually <laughs> listening to this show. She will be after this episode. Um, no, we went into one of the, the haunted houses and it was like the classic, like universal monsters, you know, haunted house. So it had like a Frankenstein and a Dracula and a wolfman and a, you know, swamp. Was it the thing? Not the thing that it, 
it is a swamp monster. I don't know. I love that kind of stuff. That's those are cool to me. Cool culty horror movies. Not so much the slashers. Not so much the Michael Myers and the Jasons and the Freddy Kruegers of the world. But I understand and I respect that they have created this whole genre of horror that still exists to this day and is obviously a little bit more intense than it was in 1978 so um but I'm looking forward to watching this one and I'm looking forward to talking with you about it because I think obviously there's going to be a lot to talk about in terms of you know the movie itself and kind of what I've noticed and maybe what maybe those nods to movies that I've seen that are older than this one are. And, and if I can pick them out, it'll be really interesting. So. Cool. Are you ready to go listen or listen? Are you ready to go see it? I'm well, I'm, I'm ready to go see it. I'm ready to go listen to it. You know, actually fun fact (laughs) before we actually go do it, since you mentioned the listen. So one of the things that I, I want you to pay attention to in this movie, Carrie is the music, the theme song, the theme music, uh, to Halloween is classic. And iconic, right? I know that, yeah, I guess. That, you know what? Yeah. Cl- classic isn't the right word. Iconic yeah. is the right word. And uh, 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 one of the fun facts that I kind of pulled out uh, was that when John Carpenter showed Halloween to an executive before it was finished, he showed the music, the, the movie without the music. And that executive didn't find the movie to be scary at all. After the film was released and that same executive saw it, she changed her mind, which uh, just goes to show uh, how much of his score. Yeah, John Carpenter not only directed this movie, but he did the score. How much of that score added to the the atmosphere of, of the movie? Yeah. And again, that's the power of a score, right? Like, it's just so crazy. And I think as a as a former band nerd... I know this, it was like the, the score, the music is done in like five, five, four times. So it's like a really erratic and crazy, like chaotic almost. Um, mm-hmm. um, it's creepy. Yeah. And it's I think that, creepy. you know, I think I'm interested to see how that, thank you for bringing that up. Cause I think that's going to be really interesting to see how that, how they use that to kind of frighten people too. So, all right. I think we're going to, we're going to go watch it meet for the first time kevin for the who knows how many fifth time yeah i don't um, even know how many times i've seen it. it's been a while so I'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah so listeners um we're gonna take a a brief intermission and we'll be back um with our reaction shortly and we're back from seeing halloween Woohoo, we're back. Woohoo, Carrie. Woohoo. I guess this movie really did not scare you at all. <laughs> you know, it really didn't, but that's okay. Um, so I think I think we're well, let's give our little um warning warning to the listener. So listener, we'll talk about kind of if we did or did not like well, I guess if I didn't or did not like it. And then we'll go into some spoilers. And I know this movie was made in 1978, but if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, then we'll tell you when to pause and then you can come back for the rest of the conversation. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say that they're like spoilers. I mean, we'll discuss parts of the movie. So yeah, if you, if you haven't seen, if you've been like Carrie and you've been <laughs> under a rock and you have not seen the classic John Carpenter's Halloween from 1978, then for sure, do yourself a favor and watch it. Um, but if there's, you know, if you don't want to 
um, hear about certain parts of the movie, um, you want to kind of see it as a, as a surprise, like Carrie did, uh, then yeah, maybe go ahead and, and pause in a little bit. We'll let you know. But yeah, let's go ahead and, and dive into first, Carrie, whether or not you liked it. Okay, obviously, it did not scare you. But yeah. did you like it? I feel like that's like such a loaded question. Like, um, yeah, the pause right now from you is already giving me bad vibes. No, no, no. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't not like it. I mean, (laughs) I think that, um, it's really hard to go back and watch movies that were made, um, decades ago because I mean, it's just a different style of movie that we're used to nowadays. Um, not saying that it's a bad thing, but movies were just made differently in the seventies and eighties. And so watching something that's, you know, this, um, iconic horror movie where there, there was a whole genre that kind of spun off of it afterwards of slasher movies. And, and I kind of, at the end was kind of like, that was it like that. That's it. But I think there's also the fact that I'm, I feel like I'm used to a certain level of horror (laughs) and gore. That's like, uh, it makes me a little bit desensitized to something like this, but I, I think I appreciated it for what it was, um, because it is, you know, historically, I don't know, what did you say? It was, uh, registered as a hist- cultural and aesthetically, um, yeah, I, I wrote it down, Carrie. Yeah. The film was selected for preservation in the United States national film <laughs> registry by the library of Congress as being library of culturally- Congress culturally historically or aesthetically significant so among those three three things was it culturally (laughs) historically or aesthetically significant to you I think culturally it was I mean again going back to like the significance this has had on a whole genre of movie and like the following because I know people who are huge fans of the Halloween series and I'm just going in and this is the first one I've seen I'm you know, there's how many, how many movies are there? How many sequels are there? How many so we, will, are there? we are going to get into that into our next episode. So uh, a little surprise, maybe to our audience are um, <laughs> we're doing a little trilogy, if you will. Oh, uh, this is not the last month. Halloween, Halloween movie I will watch this year. No, no, definitely not. We are going to, we've watched 1978 Halloween. Uh, our next episode will cover 2018's Halloween sequel of the many sequels that there have been. And we'll talk a little little bit more about that. And then we're going to cap it off with Halloween kills, which is now in theaters. So, so again, this, this one movie, mind you, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, this, (laughs) this has to have been such a low budget for this movie because it, it seemed like it, there was not a lot that went into this movie. It was very, like, seemed very bare bones and very just, kind of straightforward which is not, again not a bad thing but it just um it just has so much cultural relevance nowadays that i i like it because of that like i like it because of what it's done for our our society i guess um, she, i'm sorry hold on carrie i just don't you know like i don't halloween. know if i would ever watch it again you like the story the movie of halloween of this uh child who for whatever reason decides to become a killer and then is locked up for 15 well, that, years escapes 
Hold on, hold on, Carrie. I have questions. You like you like what it did for society. I have a question. What did you mean by that? <laughs> Again, the cultural relevance, like the whole the whole relevance or the whole impact that it had on horror as a genre. I think that's really cool. I think that's I really neat. You know, okay. I know I wasn't sitting here saying that identified, I identified with Michael Myers on a certain level. Yeah, because, like you know, because <laughs> I, I think John Carpenter, like specifically wanted it, wanted the character of Michael Myers to not be relatable. <laughs> exactly. To, I don't to know. the audience. And That's you, not you, what you, I you are like, more, we need more Michael Myers in, no. in society. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but let's go back to the fact that this movie was indeed a low budget film. Can we talk yeah, about that? We can. I think maybe this is a good point to say uh, if you uh, haven't seen it and you don't want to have anything spoil. I don't know like why we're talking us talking about the budget of it would spoil it for you, but maybe now is a good time to pause. Um, Carrie obviously um, didn't not like it, as she put it. She thinks uh, it was good for society. Um, <laughs> I have already spe- specified that I have very much enjoyed uh, Halloween. It's a great movie, great horror movie. Oh my gosh. Oh great my movie gosh. to see during this time of year. Um, but go ahead and pause now if you don't want anything spoiled. Uh, okay, budget, budget, hold budget. For, hold for Let's... pause, hold for pause. Holding for pause. <laughs> How long can I hold for pause? Okay, let's talk about the budget. Okay. Um, so yeah, this budget, this movie uh, was definitely a low budget movie, Carrie. And I didn't know that going in. I had no clue. Like, again things I didn't know was that this movie was made for around $300,000. Yeah. Um, and yet it went on to gross 47 million at the box office in the United States, which in 2008 terms, uh, that would be the equivalent of 150 million, which would, which would make Halloween one of the most successful independent films of all time. Probably why it spawned as many sequels as it did. That I'm sure have not done as well. I'm just talking mm. out of my ass. I'm not sure, but like, yeah, a lot of them are not good. I'll just we'll leave it <laughs> at that. A lot of them, we're we're seeing the good ones. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that you know there there's a again a double edged sword to this where it's like the low the low budget factor and the independent quality of the movie I think added to the grittiness a little bit. Right there, mm-hmm. you know, reading back through some of like the fun facts. Um, of the movie is like some of the darker scenes where um, Michael Myers was a little more obscured um, by, by the darkness um, Mm -hmm. wasn't really intentional. It's that they couldn't afford the lights to, to film the scenes properly or that um, the wardrobe um, mostly was bought from JC Penny or like, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis and bought her uh, Jamie Lee Curtis went out and bought her wardrobe for like less than a hundred dollars. I think that's so interesting because again, this movie has such a cultural relevance um, and it it wasn't because of it being flashy. I think that's really interesting, right? And because a lot of movies rely on that these days and and nowadays it's all about visual effects budget. It's about, you know, kind of the special effects that you can bring. It's about how loud or bright or, you know, scary the pop you know the 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 jumps are whatever you want to call them but this really didn't rely on any of that to make it what it was which is really cool 
Yeah. You know, uh, you're mentioned about, about the lighting and, and you're, you're right. I mean, uh, they just couldn't afford certain things. Um, one of the scariest moments in the movie to me mm-hmm. um, was the scene uh, where they, they refer to him, they refer to Michael Myers as the shape, mm-hmm. right? So the scene where the shape seems to appear out of the darkness behind Lori, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think was, like he was in the closet and like, all of a sudden you just see his head, the, the, the mask, and we'll get into the mask in a little bit, in a little bit, you know, just kind of like slowly come to light. And they, they accomplished that by using a simple dimmer switch on uh, the light, which would slowly illuminate the mask, but it was so effective because it's so terrifying, right? She's, she's in the dark house. She's, uh, you know, right by the closet and the, the closet is just pitch black. Right. And slowly, that mask illuminates and that mask is terrifying, Carrie. I mean, you don't see Michael Myers' eyes. Um, and do you know the story behind the mask, Carrie? I, d- I, mean, I, I don't. I, I was going to say, you probably don't because you said you don't know much about, about this movie. Uh, I, I don't think this is going to be like totally uh, news to some of our listeners who maybe are just somewhat aware of the movie, although you're somewhat aware of the movie and you know about, yeah, about it. Okay. So, um, the the crew had chosen uh, two masks for Michael Myers to decide on. Um, again, low budget, so they didn't really have a lot of options. I think they wanted to try and go through like an actual mask maker, but the production of that would have been too high. So they kind of just sold on <laughs> two masks. And um, one was like a smiling clown mask uh, that they put uh, no frizzy hair on. And it nope. was supposed to be an homage to how, you know, the opening sequence of, of the, the movie where... Uh, he's dressed as a count as a clown yep. and he kills his sister. Yep. So it was supposed to kind of be an homage to that. And I guess when they uh, tested it out, um, it kind of came off or it, I guess it appeared very demented and creepy, which mm-hmm. I would think that that would be even more reason to use the mask. But for whatever reason, they didn't use it. The other mask was a 1975 Captain James T. Kirk mask. No. <laughs> yes, it was purchased for around a dollar. Again, this movie was That's all about budget. Funny. Yeah. And they they just had the eyebrows ripped off and the sideburns ripped off. Uh the the face was painted that that white that they that you see That's on the so mask. So funny. And oh then the gosh, hair was no clue. the hair was spray painted brown and then they opened up the eyes a little bit more. Um and when they tested out that Kirk mask, uh, they they thought it was even more creepy because it was emotionless. I mean, and that's, I mean, you look at that mask and there's like nothing. There's yeah. no emotion in it. Well, and and we're talking talking about like the scariest parts of the movie. To me, I mean, that, that closet scene was great. I thought it was really cool. But really, honestly, the scariest part to me was when Jamie Lee Curtis unmasked Michael Myers in the last like what five minutes of the movie when she's fighting with him um mm-hmm. because obviously the other girls well the other people who were killed by him didn't get a chance to like grab at his face or neck or whatever so um that the fact that a that she got to do that and kind of rip off his mask and and again you know that mask is very expressionless it's very emotionless so it kind of detaches it makes him a monster right but when she rips that mask off his face um, and yeah, his eye is like he kind of swollen because she stabbed him with a coat hanger, right? Something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But he, it rips it off and he's a real, 
he's a dude, you know, he's a 20 something, like a young guy. Like he does not look like a monster. Like you've been, you know, been associating him with because he's been wearing the mask. And I think that to me is really scary because it's like, you know, there could be a Michael Myers living next door to you. It looks like your neighbor, you know, whatever. Well, um, as, you, of- as you said, it, it would be good for society, really. <laughs> um, but I think we're so used to watching scary movies that are, you know, they have mo- like a quiet place, monsters or the conjuring demons you know and so to to the scary movies that are just people what was the other one we saw um before covid uh the invisible man that was another one right because that mm-hmm. was another one who i mean there was like a little bit of a paranormal aspect to that one too or a scientific aspect i guess but sure. it's it was just like he's a regular dude again and it's just like that to me is so creepy creepy carrie did you ever see the movie the strangers uh probably not i can't i can't think all right that's gonna be we'll add that to the list of uh i don't want to see that honestly i have seen it i don't really want to see it again but i think that that's a good one i think that to your comment about how it could be anyone the strangers is probably one of the scariest movies ever i know i said uh in our malignant episode hereditary um, and maybe we can dive a little bit more into this. Uh, is this the 2008 through. with Liv Tyler? Yes. Okay. It is terrifying because cool. of how it's just, it's so based in this could happen. Ooh. Yeah. See, but then, yeah. I don't we'll, we'll, we'll have to, well, we'll <laughs> let's not get off on that tangent. That's a movie you mean, that I think. You that, mean that hereditary really couldn't happen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it did, we got bigger fish to fry. If 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 Paimon comes back, <laughs> then I'm a little worried. But yeah, right. um, anyway, yeah, this movie was. Uh, I I personally really enjoyed rewatching it. Um, I I think again, I think you're right. I think because it was low budget, it kind of added to the aesthetic of it, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that. Oh, man, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, my head now. But uh, when we see uh, 2018's Halloween, I think that the, the director really wanted to kind of emulate the that original grittiness um, or aesthetic that we saw in John Carpenter's Halloween. And I'm really excited for you to watch that one. Well, and and you know, we mentioned the the beginning of the episode about the music too. And I thought the music was so brilliant. Like just every time just playing it right at the moment and it heightens. And like, as soon as that music starts, you're like, Oh shit, something's going to happen. Or where mm-hmm. is he popping out of? Or, you know, it's just that um, again, like that classic, like jump scare it's coming, it's coming, it builds up in you. So you're like on edge and on edge and it, it, it plays out so beautifully and the music again, like you said, is super creepy. So that was a really cool note that you made, um, at the beginning of the episode, um, of how that, that interacts with just like the whole entire plot. I'm trying you to, know, see, oh, oh, David, about the Gordon, plot. David Gordon Green is the director of 2018. Yes. And also uh, Halloween kills and next oh, year's Halloween ends. So we'll probably have oh, that there's episode. Another one? Oh there's going to be another I one. Had, yeah. I had no idea. Um, okay. Speaking about, you know, the, the, the 
I think you said the, the theme of, of the of the of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of going back to again it being low budget. I think without it being low budget, it maybe not would not have been the movie that it ended up being. So this movie was originally titled, or the script, the original script was titled "The Babysitter Murders," and That's it had the events taking place over the space of several days, and. Uh, I guess it was a budgetary decision to change the script to have everything happen on the same day, which would reduce the amount of uh, costume changes and, and locations required. Ooh, ooh, right? and, and and they picked Halloween, right? They picked Halloween because it's the scariest <laughs> end of the year. But like that all lends itself to making John Carpenter's Halloween the culturally, historically, aesthetically significant film that it is today and why it's so good for our society I'm pretty <laughs> oh my god I'm pretty sure if it was called the babysitter it was it the babysitter killers or murders this uh the babysitter murders I don't recall okay. the, the babysitters themselves killing anybody Carrie semantics come on <laughs> um the if it was called the babysitter murders and Michael Myers had a clown mask on I don't think we'd be talking about it right now, right? Maybe not. I mean, you never know, but I think, I think. Wait, wait. So question, question. Answer, answer. Oh, you might. Daily double. (laughs) Final, final Jeopardy. Um, Do we ever find out why he like at six years old decided to kill his sister? I, and you don't have to answer like in specific detail because if it's a spoiler for like the next two movies we're going to watch, please don't. But no, I'm just no. interested to know, like, because there is no explanation, like he spends well, time in the asylum and he, and then so, how does he, Hey, how does I'm he trying to answer your question, How does he learn how to drive? I am trying. Do you want your questions answered or not? <laughs> how does he learn how to drive? Okay. All right. Please answer. One at a time. Um, Technically, they do answer it. I, I it maybe is not an answer that um, uh, satisfies you, but I think they kind of intentionally leave it vague. Like, there's not like really a a true psychological explanation for why he suddenly becomes this killer. But uh, Doctor Loomis, yes. played by Donald Pleasance, simply says that it's that he saw nothing in in Michael's eye, and 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 just that it was pure evil. And so that I guess that was more it's... my question of like, do they explain it in a future movie? But you, again, so um, I think that they kind of do in some of like the uh, 80s and early 90s sequels. I think they try to make sense of it, but that also maybe lends itself to being make, make lends itself to those sequels not being very good movies in general. I think <laughs> you just have to accept that. Michael Myers is this child for that, for whatever reason, becomes just pure evil and becomes this inhuman monster that we see in, in Halloween. And you noted, you know, that she removes his mask and he's just a normal person. It kind of feels like that really um, in the, in the, in the sequels and especially in 2018, and I'm sure in in this year's Halloween kills, it's just, it's all about Michael Myers being this machine-like doesn't end killing. I already said machine, but 
Uh, he, it, he's, yeah. he's, he's unrelenting. He's, he's, he's not human. So even though, yes, he's, you know, he's just a, he's a, he's just a dude under the mask. He's not just a dude under the mask, Carrie. But he's, well, and there's something else driving him, but we don't know what it is. And that's part of what makes it scary. I suppose. Right. He's just no, it, unrelenting it killer. It does. I think there's two things like, obviously first he got shot like six times at the end of the movie and survived so clearly he's whoa he's, whoa know, like, spoiler alert we're, we're in the spoiler alert section kevin okay all right he gets shot like six times at the end of the movie and then disappears so clearly there's something like inhuman about him but again i think you're right when the lack of explanation becomes scary right because you can't explain this away like you can with something else. So that's a, another horror trope, I feel like. Um, and that can be played up, you know, across um, monster movies and paranormal movies and, you know, slasher movies where there's just no reasonable explanation for why something exists or why someone's doing what they're doing. I think that's also because as humans, I feel like we crave explanation. And so when we can't, you clearly do. That, obviously, yes. <laughs> Um, so also you when, wanted to know how did he learn to drive? Okay. Again, yeah, well, Carrie, we okay. have to remind ourselves that <laughs> this is a movie, so we have to suspend some disbelief. Okay. But and I that's think, what, that's what I have. That's what I, I have think. I think like in a, in a novelization of the movie, they probably explain it as like when he was being shuttled to and from, you know, point A to point to B, point B, um, with Dr. Loomis, he was kind of paying attention to Dr. Loomis you know uh, driving driving and putting the yeah putting the car and drive and neutral and kind of kind of definitely lends itself to the psychopath you know yeah. psychopaths do that kind of thing and they're smart so anyways yeah 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 anyways well I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if that's not a good enough answer for you Carrie, but that's the answer that i'm going to give you again makes it a little that much scarier because you can't explain it so well, Kevin, I think that does it for this episode of I Don't Want to See That. Um, I'm sure all of our listeners are clamoring for the next episode, which will be. Oh, you want me to say that? Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, um, what was his name again? Jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt? <laughs> not, not completely. Um, David. Alan Greer. <laughs> No, hold on. I'm pulling up IMDb. Hold on. I should just have it bookmarked at this point, right? Uh, David Gordon Green. David Gordon Green's 2018 <laughs> Halloween. Um, and we'll get into that movie a little bit more. I have some bad news for you, Carrie. Uh, you didn't think John Carpenter's Halloween was particularly scary. I guarantee you, you're going to think uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Halloween is going to be... <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. Wait, does Zoe Zoe Deschanel show up? That really, <laughs> really, really, we're gonna we're gonna make a a five hundred days of summer reference. Yeah, I love that movie. Come on, it was a terrible reference. Please ignore. That's one thing that we can count on from you, Carrie. In all of these episodes, is some sort of terrible reference, and we and we thank you for it. At least you do. Maybe the other listeners, not so much, but um, all right. So if you haven't had enough of us, you can always find us on social media. Um, God, they have <laughs> for sure had enough of us. 
But I've had not, enough of us. But if not, please give us a follow. <laughs> you can search for us at IDWTSDpod. Um, we're most active on Instagram, I believe, but we're getting there. Um, Kevin's working on a TikTok strategy, so that should should be happening sometime soon. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to get a dance down. One of these days. Um, and then you can always email us at IDWTSDpod at gmail.com. What would they email us about, Carrie? Just give us feedback or um, listener suggestions. We're always open for that. We're building out a schedule tentatively. So if you have any uh, recommendations that you want to hear us cover, um, that would be awesome. Or just to tell us that we're doing a great job and that you like us. Yeah, please don't tell, if tell us if we're doing a bad job. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to hear that. We'll, we'll definitely not read that email. So yeah. I don't want to read that. I don't want to read that with Carrie. And Kevin. <laughs> All right, we'll see you see you later. Yeah, we'll we'll see you on this audio format later. <laughs>